Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, everybody. My name is Sky. Welcome to Beneath the Frozen Sea. I'm on my own this week, and the Kraken have caused me nothing but concern ever since we last met, so I just want to get it out of my system now before they play the Arizona Coyotes, a game that is going to be played at 6.30 Pacific Time this evening. The last three games have been really up and down. Uh, they just barely squeaked out against Tampa, uh, they pretty convincingly beat Nashville, which gave me the impression that their most recent game with, uh, against the Flames was going to be largely more of the same. It super wasn't. The Flames game was an utter disaster. Oh my god, what a complete shitshow that was from beginning to end. And it actually started pretty well. In fact... I would say that it was a pretty typical first period for the Kraken. Started out, they got the first goal, Oli Bjorkstrand, and then Ellie Tolvanen later in the period. Uh, the Calgary Flames got their goal, which, good for them. I have no idea what a uh, Pospisil is supposed to be, but I'm glad that it uh, is making money out there in the prairie. After that, complete breakdown. Well, you know, I'll give the Flames some credit the Kraken were taking tons of dumb penalties, especially in the second period, a area of concern as we have discussed on this program before. The Kraken should still be better than this. And they weren't. They super weren't. This was one of the worst individual efforts I have ever watched this team play. And I have watched some pretty rough efforts from this team. Like, you can just see it from the shot displacement. First period, 10 shots. That's great. Next two periods, 10 shots even three shots total in the entire second period unacceptable flatly unacceptable they looked as bad as any team in this pacific division that's been struggling 
And lest we forget, the Pacific is really running a bunch of highs and lows right now. Like the Kraken have been getting better. They will have really good nights. They will have these nights where they absolutely are the better team. They just either can't get the goal scoring or a, a one or two defensive breakdowns happens and they're on the back foot and either they score their way out of it or don't. They have been fighting to get to 500 because of games like this. Last year, this team proved, even with all of its issues, that it can absolutely beat anyone that it wants to. Performances like the ones against the Flames are unacceptable by the standard they themselves set. And really, all it does is just force you to continue to look at this roster and go, is this really the best that Ron Francis can do? It certainly isn't the best that Dave Haxtall can do. One thing that I'm definitely a little concerned about is Matty Beneers has been atrocious to start this season. He has had a real bad sophomore slump, and Dave Haxtell needs him, regardless of whether or not he's doing well or not, to remain the number one center, or at the very least, a top six center. He is vital to this team's long-term success, and if he's having trouble, you've got to do whatever it takes right now to help him out of this dark place. I said this in the Calgary game recap, but I'll say it again. Do whatever you need to. Rejigger his line. Uh, send him, sit him if you have to. Make him play less minutes. Drop him down a line. Do whatever it takes for him to get his confidence back up because this is not good for the team long term. Of course, there were other things that happened in that Calgary game beyond an absolutely unacceptable third period loss. Um, one of the big things that came out of it was Andrew Mangiapane getting ejected for uh, throwing a hit to the back of the head of Jared McCann. Uh, Jared McCann was down at the time. It was an absolute unforced error of a play by uh, Mangiapane. McCann did finish the game, and at the end of it all, Andrew Mangiapane received a one-game suspension for it. Now, personally speaking, I feel like this was, at the very least, worth maybe a two- or three-game suspension, especially given that uh, Jared McCann was down. There was absolutely no reason to do this. And frankly, it's just a dangerous play. It's just an extremely dangerous play. But even more annoyingly, this breaks precedent from what the NHL Department of Player Safety has otherwise been willing to give out. Throughout this early part of the season, they've been much better about giving three, four, five game suspensions regarding these kinds of dangerous hits, and it really looks like they're actually cracking down on this stuff. And so it's really strange to see a guy who could have done a million other things other than, you know, hit Jared McCann in the back of the head with his stick get off so easy. It just boggles my mind, and if you wonder why longtime NHL fans have such a mercurial, angry relationship with the Department of Player Safety, here you go. If we can't trust these guys to know how to properly enforce the rulebook, it just feels like we're kind of spitting into the wind here. You know, I'm not sure it would have helped the Kraken any, but it would have been nice to know that some justice would have been given, you know? Anyway, <clears throat> anyway, let's move on to tonight's game. It's going to be in Mullet Arena in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, this is also the place where the Arizona Sun Devils college hockey team 
plays during the school year. Um, as much as we make fun of the uh, Arizona Coyotes for being, uh, well, themselves, historically they haven't been run very well and the teams that they have fielded are often fairly mid. But this year, this year they're not completely bad. They are just extremely uneven, especially on defense. They are 5-5-1 right now. They are absolutely riding the hype of their young players, particularly guys like Logan Cooley, but also underappreciated talents like Matias Michelli and JJ Moser. And critically, of the many teams in the Central Division, they are one of three teams with a positive goal differential. In fact, they have the highest one in the entire Central Division right now, although they are currently out of a playoff spot. Not that the Kraken can uh, say much in that matter. The big thing is keeping pace. In order to beat them, and I cannot believe that this could be considered a test, I have always known the Coyotes as something of a has-been, um, in order to beat the Coyotes this year, uh, you need to keep pace with them. They have a lot of talent up front, they are very high octane on offense, and their defense is kind of mid, and as much as I like Karel Vimelka, he has not looked great in his limited engagements uh, with the Kaya in his limited engagements. It is easy to carve your way through their defense. You absolutely can control play against this team. It's just you have to really keep your defense tight and you have to control the puck better than uh, the Kraken have lately. Because if you don't, the Coyotes will just get one of their little doodlebug kids to absolutely embarrass you. And as much as I'd like to be able to say, oh, even if you get down, you can still come back against them, as has been the case throughout the season, right now the Kraken offense is so mercurial, I really don't know if that's actually the play here. I think the actual play here is to get up on them and stay on them. Because if you don't, this could go sideways in a big hurry. Anyway, that game starts at 6 o'clock Pacific time. You may want to set your dinner and then set your streaming service or however you get Root Sports Northwest off to the side. But hey, don't lose heart in this team yet. For a little around the NHL news, we don't really have as much of it as I'd like to especially given that some of it is uh, a little beyond the scope of such a small episode. Uh, this one thing that I definitely want to touch on is that for as rough a start as the Kraken have had, there are teams in this division that are even worse. Some of them were designed to be this way, and then one of them was super not. I am of course talking about two teams in equal amounts of failure, the San Jose Sharks, who are just moribund, they're depressingly bad. They had two 10 spots dropped on them in consecutive nights. Um, if you are a Sharks fan, as I've said over and over again on this program, you are the strongest person alive because I don't know how you're going to be able to sit through 82 games of this. Um, the other side is the Edmonton Oilers with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and all these great players, and they can't win anywhere. They look absolutely dreadful. Part of this is that their goaltending has just completely cratered and the Oilers don't seem tremendously interested in actually trying to figure out why. They are in a position that many of us might remember because you see, uh, when things go bad for the Oilers, um, they go catastrophically bad because their team is built in such a way 
that if one thing goes wrong, the goaltender should be able to pick up from it, and the goaltending hasn't. Therefore, there is absolutely zero room to screw up, and the Oilers screw up quite a bit. It's kind of part of their game. They're very loosey-goosey. They're trying constantly to, you know, create offense through chaos, and ultimately it's just not working for them. At time of recording, they just finished up an absolutely embarrassing loss to the Vancouver Canucks, 6-2. And in general, I feel like this is a great story to follow if you want to see uh, someone get fired, because I think Ken Holland is well on his way towards that. Also to wonder what's next for guys like Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, because they are loyal, loyal to a fault, but after a certain point, you have to say, when is enough enough? But we'll have to see how they go from here, because, uh, again, the Kraken have not had a great time to start, but uh, this looks so much worse, and I don't trust their process at all, so this ought to be entertaining, if not fun. And hey, for the listener, it's a little bit of perspective. It could always be worse. We could be in San Jose. Anyway, I think that's enough for right now. I will be back with Sean hopefully next week. We hope that the Kraken win tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. And of course, we thank you so very much for listening. If you like the audio, we highly recommend that you come over to DavyJonesLockerRoom.com, a for hockey fans website. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Sky, and I will see you next time, hopefully, with some good news to share from the week ahead. Thank you for listening, and go Kraken!